Alright, I don't know if I'm gonna keep this in, but just just a heads up everybody, I did fix the uh, volume control on our podcast, so hopefully we won't, um, you know, break the speaker this time or break your break your earphones. I was gonna say, yeah, headphone, ear, headphone, earphone wearers, we are so sorry for the loudness. Yeah. Anyways, hi everybody, welcome back to the No Apologies podcast. My name is Morgan. I'm Sophia. I'm Mara. I'm Angie. And today we are talking about grieving and accepting our past selves. Uh, We were talking about this a little bit before, and we were saying that this concept is kind of meta. (laughs) It's very belly button, starey, thinking about ourselves. Yeah. So belly button. Yeah. Mara, Yeah. Mara, do you want to explain kind of what the idea of your past self is and why we would even want to like accept it or grieve it or anything? Right. So I guess past selves, it's like looking at myself or any of us looking at ourselves in the middle of a specific defined moment in our lives and seeing that that person then is different than the person we are now. Um, A lot of the times that person then is not a person we would want to be now, and so we tend to not accept that person in our lives, into our our beings, and without acknowledging that they were us. Um, And so we've all done a lot of introspection about ourselves um and about "Mm, i didn't like who i was five years ago maybe we dig into why that was maybe we do a lot of soul searching and then um i feel an important part of our topic is realizing that it's okay for us to have been who we were and it's okay for us to love who that person was Mm. Yeah. 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 That's a great way of us putting it. Yeah. Like for a lot of us, the older you get, especially there are moments in our lives where it's like, I am no longer this person. Like I am, I am a changed person because of, you know, trauma, someone died, right? you know, or someone was born, (laughs) you know, you had a baby or, you know, there's like, you got a dog, you got a pet, you know, like start a new job, new job. You know, you changed schools, you moved away from your hometown, you know, something, something major. happens major in our lives that changes, changes us as, as people mm-hmm. and makes us realize, oh, I'm, I'm very different from who I was and I like it that I'm different. And sometimes we cannot like that past person. Um, so this podcast is kind of about like our relationships with our past selves. Do we love mm-hmm. them? Do we hate them? How do we get along with them? Because they are part of us, and they're mm-hmm. the reason we are who we are today. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have any thoughts about that, Sophia? Like, why, why would you not want to be friends with your past self? I don't know. I. Do you like your who you've been I, previously? I don't know. Like, I really don't have that much beef with my past self as you guys probably do, just maybe because I'm younger. Right. Uh-huh. But... I think the biggest thing for me would be that the inexperience I have 
like looking back at my past self, just the things I didn't know or the things that like I thought I knew and just being naive, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times I look back on myself and I'm like, I would love to be in that season of life again. Oh yeah. Or I would love to go back to that time because, you know, you always forget, like, the bad stuff. You know, you're like, oh, right. that that was awesome to, you know, be in middle school or be, you know, whatever. Yeah. On a lighthearted note, you know, you, you look back at, like, your your selfies five years ago <laughs> and you're like, oof. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are rough. Like, rough. Those yeah. Are rough. Or, like, the clothing choices you make. Yeah, the clothing yeah. choices. Yeah. Like, a mm, little bit cringe. But, like, <laughs> yeah. Back in that time. The skater skirts. It was oh. cool. Heelys. You're not wrong. <laughs> right. It was cool. And that's I think. Because, like, that's yeah. how I see it. I'm like, right, you, right you now, living. looking back, okay, that's kind of embarrassing. But also, I love to show people those old photos. Like, oh, those, yeah. that's so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, back then, like, all my friends were doing that, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. or the, the uh, yesterday, I was showing my friends a picture of me with, like, at VBS with the fake nerd glasses. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember like, that picture. Yeah. They looked like normal glasses, but they were just, like, I remember you went through a phase glass. where you wore those. Yeah. It was yeah. the, like, the I thought thick it was black so... rims. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Right, yeah. and I think, honestly, that's a really healthy way of looking at your past self and of treating your past self kindly, because you can say, right, oh, that was what it was for the time of my life. You wouldn't make those choices now, but you could still appreciate that you had fun, you liked how you were then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, for me, my past self, um, it's interesting, because when we were starting this, I was like asking Morgan and, um, Mara was like, what exactly do you mean? You know, like that relationship we have with our past selves. And so the thing that I thought of, or that came to my mind is this idea of like my past self. And when I think of it has a lot of anxiety, like the word that comes to my mind is anxiety. And I don't like living like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't live, I try very hard to not live like that anymore. I have times when I'm exhausted and my defenses are down and I just slip back into that high, high, high anxiety. I'm living in my head. I can't get all of this done. This is overwhelming. I'm responsible for too much, you know, those things. But then like, I don't live there anymore. I don't live in that world anymore. Like when it, when it comes to like day to day, to day, to day, I have moments that I slip back into it. But I think one of the reasons it's hard for me to love my past self is because I worry that I'm going to go back there and I don't want to live there anymore. Looking back, I realized that unfortunately the church really exasperated my anxiety. And so I think that because I, I, that's not a part of my, you know, day-to-day life anymore because my old self thought that there were guarantees in life. I thought that there were, was an answer for everything. Um, and I thought all of these things that my new self knows aren't true. And unfortunately the church reemphasized that. So, yeah, so I, I have a weird relationship with my old self. Yeah. 
Yeah, an interesting example of, like, uh, kind of reconciling with your old self, I know, is um, that that podcast episode I sent Mara mm-hmm. um, with Audrey Assad. So there's this podcast called Making an Effort with mm. Gabby and Mel that I listened to, and um, they had this, this guest. guest named Audrey Assad, and she, was, she is an ex-worship leader from a church and she she's actually a, a also a christian artist but she kind of left her faith a good amount of time ago she talks about how her like leaving the church was like her moment of like she's now a different person yeah and um she talks about how like going like mom was saying like going back to that and everything she she was saying that she just really misses singing with people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is something about her old life that she really misses is, is a gr- like a room full of people all singing one song, uh-huh. one message, one idea together. And how, how that feeling right. is so cool and so special. Oh, right. it's great. And it, it totally is. And we all ra- were raised in church. We all know that feeling. Uh-huh. And she was saying that one way she reconciles with that, because uh, she was saying like, how can I find that in the secular world? Uh-huh. Like, where else is there that that happens? Well, there's concerts. Right. Yeah. You know, you can go to a concert. You can go do a karaoke night with your friends. And that's what she oh, said. Oh, is that really what she said? I didn't yeah. finish the episode. Oh, oh so my gosh. Funny. And that's what she said. And she said, the, I have found... That is so true, ...that though. karaoke... Yes, ...karaoke is like church. Round one. And she said, and that's why I love karaoke so much. Because... Yes. I can be in a room with people, and we can all sing the same song. Right. And it's that communal feeling, and singing, and music, and fun together. Right. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of, like, a fun example of, like, how... And we've done... Char- we, we do karaoke a lot right now. <laughs> because... And, and I think that's partially because why we do it. Because... Right. We miss worship. We miss coming together with people and right. singing. right. Because if you're a very musical person, right, like that is a, that is like the best thing ever is uh-huh. to sing songs with people. It's actually kind of interesting you bring that up because I had a similar experience like that. I went to, um, a church. Uh, we all have a very good friend, um, who was auditioning to be this worship leader. She has since gotten the job at this church as a worship leader. We're very proud of her. She invited me to come to the church just both to see her and her husband. I haven't seen them in almost a year. It's mm-hmm. been a while since they've mm-hmm. moved away from our hometown. Um, and I, I, I left on the opportunity. I was like, I don't care if it means going to a church. I will probably enjoy being at the church and participating again in that singing. Um, but it was really amazing because I went, my parents were in town, um, and we all got to go. My mom has also expressed that feeling of loneliness of not being able to participate in singing with people. Because, right. like, it's one thing when it's, like, karaoke. Karaoke's fun. You can sing with a lot of people. Right. But there's, like, that extra layer of, like, added meaning yeah. to a song when you're in, like, a worship service, right. I feel. Yeah. Um, and so I remember I was off on one side 
there was a seat between me and this older couple and I was singing and I was having a lot of fun in the worship service and I sat down and this old lady leans over to me don't know her from Jesus and <laughs> and she was like and I was like yes and she's like you have a very beautiful voice I just wanted to let you know that oh. that was it she didn't ask for my name yeah she didn't give me her name she just wanted to tell me that I had a beautiful voice oh. um and to me it, it, it was really sweet, but also it was very validating to me because I haven't been to a worship service in several months. Oh. I haven't sung like that in, a long in time. many, many, many yeah. months, yeah. in a long time. And so I felt a lot of validation from that, especially because, you know, growing up, I, it's in, in the big Mormon congregation, you have everybody singing at least three hymns, not contemporary worship music three right. hymns right. Yeah. every yeah. service you have your opening song the the song before the sacrament communion right um and then your closing song and then sometimes you would have a, another song in the middle sometimes two and like it's all very traditional very accompanied by the organ yep then there was that but then there was also you know we could participate participate in the congregational choir which performed at least once a month and they practiced every week so uh -huh. it was you do your three songs during regular sunday service and then you have your second hour which has both an opening song and a closing song and then you have your third hour which has an opening song and a closing song right so i was singing an awful lot oh yeah and i had forgotten a lot of that and honestly that conversation that i just had right now was something i had had with morgan um, over uh, a video chat, <laughs> and she was, and that was when she recommended listening to that particular podcast episode. Yeah. Um, and it made me really think about how, even though I don't want to be Mormon anymore, there were still a lot of really great things. Absolutely. That came from being a Mormon. Mm -hmm. Yes. And a lot of like my past self. Do I want to be a Mormon again? Hell no. Right. Do I appreciate the musicality it gave me? Yes. That past self that I'm like, yeah, you're okay. I can I can coexist with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Right. That's the duality, mm -hmm. right? That's yeah. duality. Exactly. Yeah. Accepting your past self is all duality because it's, you know, the past self and your present self. Right. And comparing it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's hard, you know, it's not always... It's not always easy because I think that we want to, we, we, I think that we intuitively have this thing in us where we really do want to be our best self. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think we all intuitively want to be the best we can be. Mm -hmm. And so when we become different, it's like, well, I don't want to do that person because they were a loser, you know? And it's like, well, they weren't a loser. They were just different. A lot, you know, I think a lot of people are on a journey of, you know, living authentically and wanting to, to love themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that process is, um, what's the word? Like reconciling mm -hmm. your past self mm -hmm. and the mistakes you made and holding your past self accountable. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the times we don't want to be wrong. <laughs> but, Some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's... Like, very healthy if you can look at your past self and be like, okay, I was wrong. Yeah. There. You uh -huh. know, and I'm not that person anymore, but right. I need to admit that 
like, I was wrong in doing those things. The road to loving yourself is looking backwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being like, that's okay that I was like that. Right. And now I'm like this, and I'm I'm gonna do better, and I'm gonna be better. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that, too, is when... We refuse to look at our past selves because it hurts us right. to yeah. look back. And oh, I yeah. was sitting here and I was thinking, and I was like, there's a Lion King quote about that, and I just found it. <laughs> and it, it's it's Rafiki, and he says, oh, yes, the past can hurt. Yeah. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Yeah. And yes. so it's, I feel a lot of people... And this leads back to what you were saying, Morgan, about reconciling. Yeah. Most people like to run from their past selves. They don't like to acknowledge it. They, right, they right. say, why does it matter that, why does this need to be brought up? I'm yep. a different person now. And it's like, sure, you're a different person now and you learned from it. Good for you. But you also need to take ownership of the fact that you have said and done things in the past. Right. That hurt people, hurt right. yourself, stunted your growth. You, you might have overcome it, but there's still, like, accountability that needs to happen Yeah, for that. You know, I remember when we, when I wrote the letter, the letter to the ex-church, the church that I left, I remember it was very hard for me to write these words, but I many times in this letter said, I should have left then. I should have left then. I should have left then. Right. But you didn't. But I didn't. And, and, you know, I'm sure in, in the process of hurt, some people could have been like taken that the wrong way, Mm -hmm. but I was genuinely looking at my old self, the old Angie that was a young married couple with, with kids. Right. And I was literally saying like bad on me, bad on me. You Mm -hmm. know, there were times that I didn't, have the courage it's hard to look at your old old self because your old self shows you where you didn't have courage you have a choice about who you live where you live how you live who you're with what church you go to if you go to a church who you talk to who you don't talk to we always have a choice and young angie did not understand that right it's a hard thing to learn too when you're young so this is you can cut this out if you want. This is really... Oh, no, that's always a good <laughs> um, good disclaimer. So, I have a lot of weird thoughts that I, like, have um, about, like, life that I'm sure a lot of people don't have. But I've thought about this before, and I'm, I, I promise this ties back to this. Like, if you th- think of your body... Yeah. And, like, a bone in your body, okay? Mm-hmm. You think of all the places you've been, right? Yeah. Think of all the places you've been. Okay. I, <laughs> I would totally no, 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 no. have this we're, thought. We're I, would, I would totally have I this promise, thought. I promise. I'm with you. I'm following yes, you. I'm you just excited. Keep talking. So, like this, I, I, like this bone in my body. Tibia. All oh, the no. places I've been, this bone has been. My body, like, because I, we all live in our brains. Right. So a lot of the times we look back and we think of like the memories and stuff, but I don't always remember my physical body being there. Yeah. Mm. So it blows my mind to think this bone has been everywhere I have, you know? (laughs) Okay. Well, that is like our past selves. This body was literally that person. Oh, for sure. And so this bone was in my arm when I was anxious. And raising you yes, guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so it, I don't know why that just blows my mind, but like, you know, we evolve, we change. So does that give you comfort? our body, like 
our bodies were there. Mm-hmm. I've talked to some people who they're like, they've gone through a lot of trauma um, or a really traumatic experience, and they're like, I think it's what, in seven years, every cell in the body Regen- is, is, new. is new and regenerated. Regen- so right. a lot of people who are survivors of assault of whatever kind, they're like, in seven years, it will be a new body that has never seen or participated in that kind of stuff. So I do yeah. think it's interesting, though, that we do have those those times where our bodies do carry on and carry that, like, kind of physical memory with us. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I've never, I've never felt this feeling but I think it's interesting when people uh, look at photos of themselves from a long time ago and they say, I don't recognize that person anymore. Yeah, the idea of like, but that is you. You know, yeah. that that is your body. That is mm-hmm. you. But you just don't recognize that person because they are so drastically different. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, um, yeah. And so this is, so this is for all, if I have any 80s people out there, because I'm 50 years old, (laughs) all this conversation reminds me of this song by Margaret Becker, and she wrote this song, and it was called You Remain Unchanged. It's interesting, like, and and I'll say something quick. We remain unchanged. We remain unchanged. Right. And, and I'll, I'll say something afterwards, but she, this, it's really short, but she says, driving across Dakota I saw an old freight train. The train has crossed the state through the wind, the snow, and the rain. Now the wheels were rusted golden, and it wasn't on a track. Somebody somewhere swore that train would be coming back. You remain unchanged, unchanged, unchanged. And I think of that song, Some I, I love that song. It's like this, it's just this amazing song. As a teacher, I'm a teacher. When I had to take child psychology, or I guess it was child development, um, they talk about the fact that most of your, like, beliefs and personalities are actually set into place in the first seven to eight years Mm -hmm. of your life. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy. Okay? Because, like, a two-year-old doesn't really know they exist. Like, I guess they kind of do. But, I mean, you know, so it's like most of your beliefs, you really aren't in many ways that much different than you were as a young child. Yeah. Like, you are, and yet at the same time you aren't. And that's why I think a lot of people are finding out the problems we have as adults are actually just problems we started having when we were kids. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about how giving my inner child at probably the age of five or six the permission and opportunity to grow and experience things differently than how it actually happened when I was five or six. Worlds apart. Worlds apart. And then I can... Like, there's times where I'll be at the store, and I'm like, oh, I really want that fun, weird toy that I never could have gotten at the (laughs) checkout line at the store, and it's like, you know what? Let's get it. What is it hurting? Right. It doesn't hurt me to validate that part of myself. Yes. Yeah. And I'll get it and move on. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And see, that's that Mm reparenting thing. Like, for me, uh... The girls will tell you, you know, my, you know, my girls are here, my two daughters, and it's like, I hate that you have to be on time in this world. I don't, I hate being constrained by time. And I think I hated it since I was a little kid. I hate that you have to get to a job at a certain time. You have to get to church at a certain time. You have to get at a family gathering at a certain time. And I think as a little kid, I remember the times that I felt the most free 
was when I was on my bike, on the, riding around the neighborhood, and I didn't have to know what time it was. That was, like, the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't have to care what time it was, mm-hmm. you know? And it's so funny because, like, that was my, that was that young, that child in me, that that's truly where I felt the most rest. I fight that in my job. I'm late to work almost every day. <laughs> okay, but is straight that up. you're late I'm for barely fr- late. Oh, is straight that up. almost like, late to school every day? You're late to first period? Like, the first period bell rings and the kids are in their seats <laughs> and then you walk into your classroom door kind of late? Okay, so... Or, like, you're supposed to be there 30 minutes before the first bell rings and you okay. walk in 10 minutes before the first bell so, rings. So, straight up, I have... Yes! Okay. Oh, is it literally? Okay, so I have... Okay, but I have plan. No. So here's the evil thing. I have planning period this year, first period. You're late to second period? No, I've never been late to second period. Okay, okay. But Mm. I'm late to work because, and then I'll do this, like, thing in my head where I'll be like, well, if someone from work texts me, like, like my teacher group, if they're going to laugh right now if they listen to this, but my teacher group chat will, like, have full-on conversations because they're all at school, and I just have the conversation like I'm at school, and I'm still at home. (laughs) Angie, <laughs> like what? it's cold inside, Tim. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cold in my room. I'm like, yeah, I'll bring that down to you in a little bit. Oh, <laughs> see, my thing is that if Morgan was here at home still, the reason why she said yes is because she has seen you be late to oh, work. My kids know I'm oh, like this. If I yeah, that's why I'm late yeah, to everything. Yeah, if I had to guess, <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say you are late to second period. <laughs> no, not first period. I don't think I've ever been that bad. Yeah. Yeah, I hate right. that time exists. You hate the shame people put on you for being late. Yes. Ah. Like, like, period. How, you know, some people hate late people. Yeah, which, which is why I will never. And you hate when people judge you for being late. Exactly, which is yeah. why, like, if you're late to something for me, I cannot, I, I highly doubt there is a person in my life that has ever felt me be mad at them for being late. This is something we talked about when we were just kind of discussing the outline of the episode. It's like, when we do reconcile ourselves, our, our now selves with our past selves, um, we, we do have to take that accountability. We make an apology for things that we may have said um, that weren't right. And then it can be really hard, too, because people, you, you, you have cancel culture. So, like, you'll look at people on Twitter who they did something that wasn't exactly right. Right. And then they apologize for it. They make a good apology, not a fake apology. And then they move on. And then people will go back six, seven years in a person's Twitter feed and be like, oh, but, you know, we're going to cancel them because they said X, Y, Z six or seven years ago. Yep. Y'all, six or seven years is a lot of time to unlearn some fucked up shit that you might have said or thought. Yes. Yeah. Accepting your old self is also challenging because your new self is still in old situations. This new self still goes to family gatherings because I love my family. Right. But I bring my new self to the family gathering because... That's all, that's who I am now, Mm -hmm. right? Because my old self isn't, that person is no longer here. My old self is Angie, Mm -hmm. one of the Bauer kids who's married to Rob and has kids and, but that's not who I am anymore. Right. Okay. 
So then I go to like a family gathering and I'll be with like all of these married couples. And, you know, the other day this conversation starts up about being empty nesters. And I'm, you know, they're like, oh, empty nesters, empty nesters. And they're like, yeah, it's just so crazy. You're going to be alone. And my new self is like, no, you're not alone. You have a spouse. My old self is like, wow, I would have totally been a part of this conversation right now. Like, I would totally have been like, oh, it's just so weird. Like, yeah, like Rob and I are thinking about like what we're going to do and, you know, what's going to be like not hearing the kids. But my new self is like, this conversation doesn't even make sense to me. Well, and you're having relationships, relationships with people who knew the old Angie. Correct. And now you're not... You're the new Angie. And so those people have to go on their own journeys in realizing that you're a different person. Exactly. And that you, you know, have are different than them now yeah. in, in, a, in, in a marital way. Right. Um, and the old so. self, new self, all three of you know what it's like to have lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Right? So all three of you know what it's like to have lost a parent. I know what it's like to have lost a spouse. You literally become unrelatable to some of the people closest to you. Because here's what you do. You think, well, I'll just go back to my old self and then they'll be able to relate to me. Which, by the way, I did. I ran an entire VBS because I wanted to be the old Angie. Right. I wanted to be the old Angie. That everybody liked. The old Angie that everybody (laughs) liked and everybody could relate to. Oh my gosh, I'm just having this epiphany. I ran an entire VBS because <laughs> I wanted to be the old Angie who didn't have breast cancer, who hadn't lost Glory her, uh, who hasn't lost her husband, who we don't have to pity or help or walk around on eggshells. She's just good at what she does. I did an entire VBS to feel like the mm-hmm. old Angie. You can't go back. Um, I have a friend who she says you can't use old keys for new locks. Nope. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of that is right you just end up rattling the door um and then you end up with this collection of old keys that you can't reconcile yeah yeah because sometimes we think oh well if i accept my old self i have to accept everything they did mm-hmm. and, and, and you that's have not to the agree truth. with everything they and you did. have to agree and that's not the truth like i don't agree with the actions i did right mm-hmm. but i i'm going to love that person right because they deserve love. Mm-hmm. Right. And I deserve love. And I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to turn into a new person again. Like, right. Like. Become and unbecome. Yeah. We're going to. Right. We're going to have so many phases of ourselves. Right. Yeah. So we just need to give our past selves grace and our current selves grace because our current selves will be our past selves. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because so, we're not going to stay like this up forever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're going to evolve. Yeah. How about we just go around and say one thing that we miss or that we really love about our old selves? I really enjoyed being able to find myself a good book and sit down and just devour it. Yeah. In a day or two. Not that I can't do it now, but I also find I don't have the time for it. It's like I'm so busy working, I don't have a four to six hour chunk of time to sit down and read a book cover to cover. Yeah. I think... What I still, what I miss or what I love about my old self is that, um, I think that I just really like having fun. Yeah. And I feel like I still like having fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I like that I like having fun because it's weird. You would think everybody likes having fun, but I don't, the older I get, I don't think 
I think for some people, having fun is very stressful. Being able to let go and find happiness in not... Like, there's no control there. Right. Yeah. No control. There's no control. Like, it's yeah. just crazy and fun and you're not sure what's going to happen and, you know, like that kind of thing. That but can it, be really stressful But for I think for people. some people that that feels... I think that's why as people get older sometimes, they don't go do fun things mm. because they don't feel like they're going to have enough control. I think something about my old self that I still have, but it's changed. I have always been able to not fully listen to society and what they want me mm. to do. Mm-hmm. I've kind of, in some ways, been a rebel where, mm-hmm. like, like this is the path you should be going, and I kind of, like, want to do something different. Right. It's like, eh. Like, yeah, like, when I was a kid, I would, I, I really wanted to be, like, a fashion designer mm-hmm. and wanted to do fashion, and I, I wanted to, like, yeah. go to New York or go to L.A. and go to fashion school. You know, now it's kind of changed to where it's, like... I still want to travel and mm-hmm. do everything, even though I'm probably going to have, like, a conventional career or whatever, like a 9-to-5 job. I still have that, like, rebel in me where, it, like, I very well might live in Europe for, like, a year. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> With like, Irish and Carson? Yeah, like, me and Carson regularly talk about, we're like, what if we get jobs, we save enough money to live in Ireland for a year? Do wow. it. Wow. I'm or, so going to come and visit then, you. Yeah. Right. And then we quit our jobs yeah. and then move to Ireland for like a year or two or whatever, how, right. however much we can afford. And then we, when we run out of money, get jobs here and just come back and, I think that and start over. the digital over. nomad thing. Find those yeah. jobs where you can work literally anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah, exactly. And then you just go. And there are, yeah. there, there are jobs where I could probably work from home and stuff. So wow. That's kind of, yeah, like I've always... You're very flexible. Yeah, and as a kid... People would always be like, oh, Morgan just doesn't care what other people thinks. Right. Like, they, like, I would wear whatever I want. I would Uh say whatever I want. And people, like, people would always be like, oh, you just don't care what other people think. Right. Which wasn't the truth. Right. But for, for, at some point, yeah, I I really didn't care what, Mm-hmm. What people thought, right? Because my parents were kind of freaks. Yeah, you just said whatever you wanted. <laughs> and so, so I, I went and so up I was a freak because my parents were freaks. When so I, yeah, I like didn't care. When I went to Morgan <laughs> one day from kindergarten, and I got got there, and it was during Christmas time, and I was like, oh, like how was? And I I was close to her teacher, so I would go in the room sometimes and talk to her kindergarten mm-hmm. teacher, and I was like, oh, how was the day? You know, and. And it was, they were able to bring their favorite ornament, their favorite, they had a Christmas tree and they were able to bring their favorite ornament. Was it a Cubs ornament? And so, no. no. And so I said, oh, and so Morgan, for her ornament, took a little, like, lace crocheted cross and, and, and it was just this little cross that we had. We probably still have it. Yeah. And I picked her up and like, oh, how was the day? And her teacher was like, she, luckily she was a good friend of mine and she laughed and she's like, it was great. She's like... We all shared our ornaments, and Morgan shared hers and told about uh, told the whole class about the gospel, <laughs> and salvation, and the story oh, of Jesus. I evangelized to my class, <laughs> my kindergarten like, classroom. Okay, she's like <laughs> only was, you, yeah, only so you. little Morgan in kindergarten. She, she died for your sins. Told us the whole gospel <laughs> with her little the cross on the pulpit. <laughs> okay, that's he like died for your sins. He died for you. Yes. Oh my Okay, well, I'll just take my little Billy Graham and go now. <laughs> you can go to heaven today, five-year-olds. Today, I say. Today. No. It's like, you know, 
that was hilarious. I didn't think there was anything wrong with no, that. No, she's like, I didn't know about the separation of church and right. state. Right, Morgan was like, I don't know, I just thought I'd dumb the gospel <laughs> You're in off, kindergarten. You know? Yeah, so. I would say how, like, curious I was, mm. slash how many questions I asked. Mm. <laughs> you still ask a lot of questions. Yeah. What she's saying is a good thing. That's not a derogatory comment. That was very absent. No, oh, I know. Apologies. But... As I'm getting older, I haven't been, like, I don't ask as many questions as I used to, just because, so I I was thinking about this, I think knowledge sometimes, for me at least, can be limiting, because when I, like, experience the world, and I'm like, okay, pushing this makes this fall over, so in my, in my mind, I'm like, that is a fact. So I'm like, there can't be any other thing to, like, there's no other way that this could do something else. I'm like, this is what this is. So I don't ask questions because I'm like, that's what I know. But when I was younger, I feel like I was like, I don't know this. I don't know this. Like, let me ask about this. Let me ask about this. Mm -hmm. But when you get older and you just learn more, you, well, like for me, I assume and I, I know what I know. So, you know, I, I wish, and I do ask a lot of questions still, but I think, you do, but I, think... I wish I asked more still, mm-hmm. and oh, okay. I wish that I, I kind of went back to my, like, this is like my child self. Even if I thought I knew it, I still want to ask my, like, questions about it. Right. Like, like, when you were young, I remember you would always ask, why, 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 what's this, what's that? <laughs> right. And I yeah. remember being so thankful that you were my little sister, because I could, I didn't understand how Morgan did it. Right. That was in my brain at, yeah. like, 12, I was like, hmm, don't understand <laughs> little sisters. Yeah. But then it's like, now, when you ask a question, it's because you truly want to know the answer, and you want to adjust your worldview on it. Well, and she's also, Sophia is definitely a big picture person. Uh She wants to know the big picture. So it's hard, like, it's hard for you to know part of the picture. So I guess I love slash miss how curious I was, Mm -hmm. and I hope to stay curious. Thank you guys for listening with us today. Um, We love talking about uh, accepting and grieving our past selves and you know, learning how to go forward with, yeah, these past selves that we have. If you guys liked it, please subscribe on Apple uh, or follow us on Spotify. Give us a like and a rating. Um, And we have an email now. So if you want to email us and tell, tell us what you think of the podcast or tell us a story about your past self or how you're grieving with that or accepting them, um, email us at noapologiespodcast1 at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.